What's up, it's DJ Dirt. I'm here at the Cabin Kickback, my co-host Slater. We got a special guest with us today as well, the man of the hour, D Terrence615. What's up, Terrence? Ooh, what's up, y'all? What's How you good? doing, bro? I'm good, man. Just living. Word. So the new recent project, Air, Angles, and Afterthoughts. Shout out to you. Hey, hey, hey. Congrats. Hey, hey, hey. You know <laughs> the vibes. Appreciate it. Yep. Uh, tell us about it. What's, what's the name mean? Yeah, so AAA is what it's referred to, obviously, AAA. Um, but Air Angles and Afterthoughts, I really just, it kind of, um, you know, I always like, I never force names for anything. I always just wait for that inspiration to hit, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I was just kind of playing with some words. Like, I always have the word angels is always like very apparent in my life so i think i was thinking of that and then i was like well i don't know really know if angels fits exactly i think then i thought about like angles um so i was like okay like different angles of life because a lot of my music especially for this project is a lot about like perspective and how i kind of see things um and try to see different perspectives of other people too so um that was the angles part and then i was like i need to add like some other things because there's just like more depth so um air was like going through phases of your life um like how's your air quality um so like it you know it's always changing phases can be good phases can be bad um so that was like really the the one that um just that's what air meant so in a you know a bigger sense it it means a lot of things but that's the basis and then um air angles and then afterthoughts is like afterthoughts was nostalgia because i'm just i'm very attracted to nostalgia it's something that i've always thought about and it's like yo i love this because it's it's so interesting to me because to me because it's almost like a time travel type of thing like nostalgia i just love feeling nostalgia yeah, I'm and the same like way. yeah i've realized like a lot of the things that i like and i'm attracted to um the depth that it has is almost nostalgia to it like um even with like vintage clothes it's crazy because um you know that's so in right now and that is like nostalgia in itself um so yeah air angles and afterthoughts um air quality phases of life perspective and nostalgia and just kind of i, I like that air quality because uh like now now that i hear you explain the meaning of it i uh-huh. appreciate it a lot more yeah that's, that's, to think that's about, cool like, and the i air love that. around you yeah mm-hmm. and it was also i the phase of life that I was in right coming into making it was like getting getting out of a relationship and so like you know how it is when you get out of a relationship you're like it kind of hits you and you're like realizing a whole lot of stuff about yourself you're dealing with the feelings that come with it and then um when you get out of it it's like yeah like that you know and um what do you think was the biggest lesson that you learned from your last relationship coming out of it to to just like 
really I learned what I wanted. I learned what I wanted because I didn't I thought I knew what I wanted, but I didn't know what I wanted. And so now I know more of what I want. And I don't know if like I'll ever or if you ever truly know exactly what you want. But for the most part, <laughs> that's what I learned. Yeah. So yeah. And then really just like how to find inner confidence in myself without anything else is and i'm always going to be working on that but that's one of the biggest things too was like okay yeah yeah another thing i want to say about the project the rollout that you did for it was spectacular bro like it was very thought out it seems like you took your time and really wanted to put it out a certain way so yeah yeah i definitely did and i think um i appreciate that i think being an artist at this level when you're still trying to break into the industry more you you have to you know yeah. it's like one of the things and since i do graphic design and do most of my stuff i really enjoy that process of um of everything coming together and making it more than just um music and i don't think it's ever just music but you know what i'm saying so i love that part and and i love that people grab onto that you know what i'm saying yeah so yeah, and on on the topic of the rollout like they're saying it was super impressive the i was what was most impressive to me was the cohesion of, between everything and i'll get kind of talk about that in a minute mm -hmm. but from you know the choice of singles to the release party to the merch to the graphics everything works together so well and that's because like the vibe of the music matched perfectly, like the atmosphere of the release party. Yeah. And another did. thing I want to highlight, which is the color green. Yes. The green is everywhere. Yes, and I feel like it is. that color, I'm like slightly synesthetic. And uh -huh. so it's not like I so it's not like super powerful that I like hear sound and see color, but I know what sounds like feel like to me uh -huh. as far as like on a color spectrum. And like whenever I hear whenever I listen to AAA, it's just like I like can see green. And so whenever that works, amazing. it's like it's you really that's get it. Right, it that's puts what the goosebumps pieces together for you yeah. especially like the song repair for me something about that bro <laughs> something about that song i love that song man and something I'm about that, you that. Said that. It, it has that like that depth like whatever that sample is that we use it was like very uh it was very drakeish like um and it just it like automatically pulls you Somewhere. That's the nostalgia that's thing. I, yes, exactly. Nostalgia, nostalgia hits heavy in that song, and then the line like "I'm way beyond the finish line" <laughs> and the color green meaning like "go" and every like. Oh, it all, see, I didn't even think about yeah. that. And that's what I love about like just in art in general is like you you can put so much meaning on it in your own way, but then someone can just say, "Oh, it reminded me of this," and you're like, "Oh, like I never thought of that, but it makes perfect sense." And I love that. Did you say you're synesthetic? Yeah, what like so what does that mean so like it's whenever sounds or like feelings also are kind of represented by colors yeah like people can hear like i'll hear music and uh -huh. like in my head it'll either have like a metallic quality to it which it kind of deals with like sound if it's like an industrial type sound yeah. or whatever yeah but it's also like certain chords will just like resonate in mm -hmm. my brain as having colors with it that's crazy. like c major in my head it will always be blue i don't know how to explain wow. that but it's like c major is a blue chord hmm. for me and then certain like like F sharp minor, which is weird, is like purple. I I don't know how to I don't know how to explain it. It's yeah, just like it's how it's the only thing that you understand. And, yeah. and if 
other people understand it, but they might associate different colors right, with right. it. But it, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. But then something that was just like something about your project just resonated with like green. Like if if you, the branding wasn't there, then I would see like green and like light blue, Still. which just so mm-hmm. happens to also be like that's you know crazy. part of the. I don't I don't really know how to explain <laughs> it. That's the best I can explain it. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, um, that's really cool. But all my favorite songs and like favorite projects are like. The best example would be like "Damn" by Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. With every song, I see like red and white. Yeah, which I'm not sure how he like managed that, but then the cover it's also red and white. Red and white. But yeah. it's just like certain things like that really resonate with me. Mm-hmm. And then the whole nostalgia factor as well is like very present throughout that. Yeah. And so it's funny kind of hearing you talk about that now because it's just all it's all starting to make sense again to me. That's amazing. Yeah, but so um, going back to the cohesion amongst everything, colors. The color green is very, it's all over this project all and over. all over like the rollout, all over the brand yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. So can you talk to what does green mean to you? Or like, where did that uh, choice come from? Yeah, where did it come from? <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's interesting because I haven't talked about it in a while. Um, like this in depth, which I love. But I'm, you know, sometimes... I normally don't I'm never like for the most part like what do these colors represent sometimes I am um but I think just like in the emotional sense green was just like green and blue was just kind of fresh and um like natural growth um Mm. and it just made sense with like the especially the blue because i was almost about to go i don't remember i I don't know if you remember the pictures that i first started posting when i was like started to talk about the ep it was like a couple months before i don't um, repair the cover it was blue the cover was blue okay so i was almost about to take it more in that direction and then i started using more of the blues and the greens and so then it kind of had its own like natural progression of where it went but the blue was like i just felt like it was kind of it just gave depth like a little sadness very emotional um it just had that depth of like it was something deep inside. And um, and so that's why I liked that and wanted to use that. And I hadn't really used blue that much in the past. And that's something that I always take into consideration is like, I've never had a color for me, really. I've always gone with, it'll be like whatever project I do, that'll be the color for a while. And then if I move into singles, like I'll kind of keep the single cover arts cohesive with um the colors of like those vibes and then and that's why i like phases of life so much because it's hard for me to just decide and have a favorite of one thing because i just feel like that doesn't make sense with me because i mean as human beings we're always changing and it's just like i have to go with what i feel Mm. um or it just doesn't really work with me um so yeah so coming to that it's just like I knew I hadn't really explored blue and green together like that. And um, it just all kind of made sense. And No, it makes a ton to of sense it. now <laughs> because the, the project also has a very like springy feel. It feels like you're coming. It's like the first mm-hmm. track's literally new season. Mm-hmm. And especially like coming out of a relationship and kind of going into a new, new season, season of life. Yeah. Right. 
and then you know spring is also very green because everything starts blooming so you're like coming into bloom and so you got blue skies and like greenery around you and that's very that's like very well represented by the project so it's just all it's like making so much sense right now it's Facts. crazy it's yeah blowing my mind it's making more sense to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah so on that project you linked up with a fellow nashville producer zach jordan yeah what's it like working with him zach's the boy so i met him literally let's see in like a month before we started working on the project maybe like two months that's when i met him we did a song together one night um my boy hunter hunter henderson um he introduced me to zach we just went i went over there one night we made a song and was like well we like we vibe with each other it was easy to work with each other um he understood what i was saying um about kind of what i wanted to make and i, I like had some reference tracks and stuff at the time it was like vori beam I think those were the two um, artists of reference tracks that I showed him, mm. um, made something. Anyway, we're like, this went great. And I'm like, yo, I've never really worked strictly with a producer on a project. It's always been like pulling from um, other sources, you know, YouTube, B-Stars, Beats and stuff like that. And of course, I've used other producers' beats that are like, you know friends but just never worked on a project like that so i'm like i need to do this and he was down and so yeah we dove into it and that man is is super talented he can produce pretty much anything any genre across the board i feel like for the most part um so it's just good working with him because i don't think he had really worked on a project with an artist as closely either so it was kind of new for both of us mm. and um we still like we still work together and it's interesting to see how like when we both look back in hindsight how far we both come just in i mean the music but in conversation with each other and each other's relationship um and that's always cool to see things develop out of uh i mean numerous things develop out of just like one context you know because mm. sometimes i do think people people in your lives are just meant to be you know you're always learning lessons but he could have just been like a producer and like we were strict we could be strictly on just music and then like deuces and whatever but you know it's more than that and i like most of my relationships to be like that mm. because I, I am like very empathetic person so i just feel a lot and it's yeah. like if i connect with people you know i yeah. want to connect with the people that i work with <laughs> or i can't really do it for sure yeah, you know and that's something i want to talk about uh which we'll get to in a second is like relationships and uh just building relationships with people but real quick uh before we started you're saying something about the merch that we're wearing right now yesterday is gone and just tell us a little bit about where that comes from and what that means to you yeah so um Yesterday is Gone, looking back on it, is a lyric from my song More Oxygen, which is on Air Angles and Afterthoughts. And um, when I was making, when I was thinking about designing merch, I don't, I think about it in a sense of this is pretty much how I think about most art, like even music. I want 
it to be a bit open-ended i don't want it to be like right on the head of like super like this hoodie is green like i don't like things like that i want it to be like um shades of something so when i just like when i wrote this lyric um that just really hit for nostalgia because it's like yesterday is gone mm. you automatically think or at least me is like it's like okay cool like yeah it is gone but it's like what does it make you feel like and it does something and it just hit me right and i was like perfect it's a it's a it's a line from the song and if you don't know the song it's still it doesn't matter mm. you know it's something that everyone can kind of look at and be like it just makes you think yeah. and um and you know i i don't really like putting like terrence 615 on my merch or anything like that i want it to be like a piece like a standalone piece a standalone piece yeah and something that you can um something that makes sense with everything that i wear as well mm. you know that could just kind of mix in and not be like oh like Oh, he's wearing his own merch, which there's nothing wrong with that, but that's just how I think. Like, it's like, oh, what is that? You know? Yeah. So, I feel like um, that's a really good approach to it. Yeah. Yeah. And my boy, um, my boy DG, who has Morning After the Rave. Yeah. I don't know if, you, yeah, 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 you know. Um, <laughs> but he, he had some input on the design on the back as well. Cause I was like messing with some stuff in Photoshop and he was like sitting beside me one day. And I was like, this picture is actually. Um, it's me from one of the photos that Hunter shot for the, um, it was the photo shoot for the rollout. So I was like doing different things with it in Photoshop and he's like, wait, 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 DG's like, go back to that. And I'm like, yeah, I had like silhouetted it. So it was just like all black. Um, and he's like, bro, put that on the, put that on the design real quick. So I did a few things and, um, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like use that in some way. And I was like, okay. And I like did it and showed him and he's like dude yes and so then i was like perfect and made a few tweaks but yeah he had some input that man's super talented so that was cool what so, do you uh, think of whenever you hear yesterday is gone uh to me it's like you gotta keep looking forward you know what i'm saying you can't be dwelling on what happened yesterday because it's gone yeah because you know? it's gone <laughs> part yeah. of me like it makes me like sad a little bit it does because <laughs> i'm like yesterday it's gone you'll never get it back never like two seconds just pass we'll never get those we'll never. never get that back that's what i like that's exactly how i think about it it's just like super you can almost get like lost <laughs> yeah for sure that's, it's like thought. a sobering thought where it's like sobering yeah. make sure you know you're doing what you can in the moment because you're never going to get that moment back mm -hmm. yeah man I kind of see it more positive, though. Yeah. Like, yeah maybe I'm I mean, pessimistic. It is, it is yeah. <laughs> I guess it, just it depends on what... Because I was telling somebody um, about nostalgia and like how I was thinking about it. And I think it was in context with the EP. And they were like, yeah, but I don't know. Like, I don't really think of nostalgia as a good thing necessarily all the time. And I'm like, I mean, that's very true. Um I don't like it all the time. It's almost one of those weird things of like, you know, you know how when you when you go through a relationship or something bad or you have a bad feeling, like you don't like it in the moment. Um, but then after you just you, you feel different about it mm. and not that like you want to have these 
negative feelings, but um, they. I don't, it's hard to explain it. And I look at it like around. I appreciate those feelings. Yeah. You know? I appreciate what I would have gone through, whatever mm -hmm. I'm feeling nostalgic about. Yeah. I appreciate that time. So. And I guess people, I mean, I guess there is like pretty bad memories could be associated with nostalgia because um, I don't think the definition is necessarily means it has to be positive either. Mm. You know, if something, somebody went through something in their childhood and then something reminds it reminds them of it like 15 years later i guess that's still nostalgia but you know they yeah. might not want to have that nostalgia um so th that's interesting as well but is there a certain place that you go back to whenever you're feeling nostalgic like a certain memory that kind of like resurfaces the most recent memory and the well i will say the most the most recent memory of the most in-depth feeling of nostalgia to this to this date is I went to Pennsylvania over summer. So I grew up going to Pennsylvania like every other year. Um, Do you have family to, up there? To see my grandparents, okay. yeah. So my dad's side of the family is from Pennsylvania. And um, we would always usually go up there either for like fall or Christmas. Um, so like that's a pattern in itself. So I have like all this um, kind of Christmas, winter, mountains um associated with like pennsylvania and that time of the year and stuff like that um well up until this past summer in 21 i don't think i had been in like two 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 and a half years so it was a little bit of time and um you know i just did a whole lot of growing in that time and going back driving back with my parents to go to Pennsylvania and just like, um, I also, I need to throw this in there. I didn't really live on my own until last October. Well, October of 2020. So like I've been out of the house and stuff. Like I went to college, I moved to Florida for a while, but being away from my parents in that aspect and then going on a trip with them was like, it was just different. Um, so basically, just being in Pennsylvania at this time, um, with everything kind of how it was, it was like we stayed in this farmhouse, which was cool as well. Um, and it was like just at the base of this mountain line, and it was summer. And it was weird because I don't really remember going there in the summer a lot. So that was kind of a whole new perspective as well. And also my grandparents, you know, they're getting older and they're not doing that great health-wise. And um, just the way I connected with my family, you know, we ha it had been a while that we've all spent that time, that much time together. Mm -hmm. um, so it was just like a number of all those things and like having this scenic mountain view in this farmhouse in the middle of nowhere, pretty much, um, that really helped the nostalgia too, because it's like no distractions. And I'm just like out here with the people I love and like really thinking about like, yo, just when I used to come up here as a kid and just thinking about a ton of stuff, you know? And so that was really like, whoa. Um, and I definitely carried a lot of that into the making of Air Angles and Afterthoughts too. Um, so. Yeah, there's actually, can I, I'm going to pull up my phone, see if I can get this 
<clears throat> however we have to do it like later i can find the picture and send it to y'all if y'all want to yeah like, i can just like it throw it over the yeah yeah you see because now that i'm realizing i'm like the pic this certain picture that i used for um a part of this rollout was like it really reminds me of the landscape and of the place i was at in pennsylvania so i'll just pass it to y'all but um it's like a mountain range oh it's like i think the... there was some horses in it and i really blurred it but like the colors and just the the feeling like that's that's how i felt if that makes sense yeah yeah for and sure send me like that now i can add it into the video yeah yeah, yeah. it reminds me mm -hmm. of um um the kanye's kanye's projects yeah 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 the wyoming or, or is it the, just yay was whatever that? yeah is it Wyoming? that's yeah. one of the wyoming albums yeah yep i definitely thought of that as well but yeah man that's the nostalgia nostalgia part would you yeah, say you're somebody that likes lot. to reflect a lot or do you find yourself reflecting a lot oh yeah yeah like, maybe too much <laughs> <laughs> i'm just it's like i'm always thinking about i'm just always in my head man you i know? feel that yeah and so it's usually about situations yeah um I feel like at times that can be a dangerous game to play, though. It can. You it know? can. Because yeah. I'll find myself, after could be any event, any conversation I have, I'm at home taking a shower, thinking <laughs> of all the things I should have said instead of what I actually said. Yeah. I'm like, man. And so that's kind of, but I guess now I just think, you know, yesterday's gone on to the next one. And it's like, it, everything is meant to be. Like, first, even if, you know, like, it, you, you said it, you said what you said. Yeah, you can't take it back. Let's move on to the next. Like, it's meant to be. That's what I believe. Yeah. So. For sure. I think being in your head is good for you though, because it's probably therapeutic. All of your music seems like it's about what you're going through in the moment. So if you're able to like air it out that way. Yeah. I'm sure that helps a lot. Honestly, this is interesting. I think when I first started working with you, I don't know the first song that we did together, but. It, was it, it the Guitar Star mix? That was yeah, that was one of the first ones. That was the first one. Guitar, guitar Star yeah. was one that was that right before too. I started going more into like, all right, I wanna I wanna sing and make music about like really what I'm going through, mm -hmm. um, in a sense. But I had okay, um, 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 um Let It Go, that mm -hmm. song. Um I remember I recorded, I was like in LA at my boy's spot and I was fresh out this relationship. And it was like at night, it's probably like 3 a.m. and I was recording on my phone in band lab and I found that beat and I like just really felt it. And I got back and I showed my boy Dally. Um, shout out to Dally, that's my brother. But um, he's like, bro, he's like, you need to, you have to do this. He's like, it just, like it hits different. He's like, I feel this. And so I was like, okay, bet. And then that's when we did that. And there's a few other tracks kind of around that time that I did consecutively with you. Mm -hmm. um, and they were really like in that kind of, in that same realm yeah. of that. So that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I also see you link up with a few artists around the city. Is networking a big thing to you? Yeah, yeah. Um, it is. It is. But at the same time, I, I'm picky in a way of like, it doesn't mean that 
I don't necessarily support people. Like I'm, I am picky with who I support, but I guess just because I support a person doesn't mean that I necessarily um, want to work with them. Um, and that's not, I think that's kind of just like protecting my energy and protecting like what I'm really going for and just trying to develop um what i really what i feel and that's like sometimes i don't know exactly what that is but i know what it's not sometimes mm -hmm. um and that's like no i think that's a part as i've gotten older i've learned to be more a bit more reserved in that area um because you know there is the thing of like and i think it's all about what you want as an artist and what you're going for because there's a thing of like work with everybody in the, in in the city and like just try to connect 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 um and i guess you can connect on different levels but specifically talking about um collabs and music mm. um i just don't think that for me that's necessary uh, for what i'm going for um but others you know it might be more necessary for them and what they're going for and it might help you know everyone's journey is different but yeah that's kind of how i feel i don't really it's not something i think about a lot um about collabing with people i think it's one of those things of like if Just it pops up and it happens it happens but i'm never i'm not really i don't know why i don't think about it it's just really sounds selfish but i think you kind of do have to be selfish in a yeah. way but i'm just kind of in my zone and trying to go deeper and deeper in it and get it fleshed out and and then i i think the best collabs will come from that and that because that will just attract it mm. you know yeah because so, yeah. that's that's something that i was curious about after going to your release party is like how you manage to like network without network and build relationships without it being like i don't want to say forced because that kind of sounds weird because like at the end of the day we're working in the music industry and a lot of it is like who you know and like mm -hmm. timing um yeah some things are in different aspects of others like you don't necessarily have to force it but you um you know connections is a funny game yeah like you're saying. it is for sure a funny game but everyone at that party was just super like it all like it, it all they all matched kind of like the energy of the project which is another thing that I'm, they're all like very like fresh people to talk to in a way because you, you said, yeah, Hunter Henderson. I met him yeah. there. Uh, DG, Morning After the mm -hmm. Rave. He put me onto some serious game. Mm -hmm. I love it. Like, his clothing line's so sick. Yeah. Uh, I, I stay wearing the trucker hat. Um, but how do you how do you think you kind of, like, go about building those connections? Because everyone there is very, like, artistically unique. Yeah. Because even, like, Ren was there. I met her. Yeah. She's super cool. Oh, she's crazy unique. Yeah, and, like, she's... so, but how, how did you manage to, like build a build kind of a you know like a group like that a network like that if we want to call it that um but do it so like naturally because it seems like everyone there was just totally there to support you yeah and i thought that that was like super special it was a very special night bro honestly that it i didn't plan it super well um but it came together super well and it was just organic and uh I, that's interesting that you say that about everyone because it was like a diverse group but at the same time it was like 
yeah, everyone was kind of on that same page and same vibe. Um, and, and I think that kind of goes to what I was just saying about collabs and like letting things happen more naturally and not trying to like force things, but just connect with people if you connect with them and like keep that going. Um, and you know, a lot of those people, like some people I met through music and then some people was just off of like random stuff. Um, and then I don't ever like to be like going around telling people about my music really, which is interesting because I think some people will say like, you know, you, you've heard people be like, once I started talking more about like what I do and not being scared, like that's when the doors opened up. And it's not that I'm scared to talk about my music i just don't think it's just not always right for me to talk about it and and i think that it hits harder when it's like oh i mean this person kind of developed this relationship well i don't know really what they do they don't know what i do and then something pops up it's like oh oh you made the song or you do music and and then they like it more because they already know me or i mean maybe they don't like it you know <laughs> that's it could go that way too but if they do it makes it just makes it every everything better but um it's also interesting because that part of that group of people I had only known since um, like like Hunter and DG and Zach and Ren. I kind of knew Ren for a while um, before them just through doing different things. Um, but I, I had only known a lot of them since like May. And then um, I... It's funny, I'm just like thinking of a lot in my head trying to piece it together, but I left a job that I had been at for two years back in April of 21. And then, because I had started modeling for forts, and I was like, I just need something different. I need to like get in the community a little bit more, just get around things that I, I love more, and just I needed a switch. And so the forts thing came up, and I'm like, all right, like, it's going to be a pay cut. It's only going to be part-time, but, like, I need to do this, and I'll figure the rest out. And I just felt like, you know, music is always in the back of my head, and it drives, you know, 90% uh, of my decisions. Um, but I knew that it would help music in some way. Um, and so, you know, start working there. Hunter introduced me to Zach, and then Zach and Hunter... Um, just homies with like DG, um, Alex, Ren, um, Gavin, and and that whole crew is just very creative and and very down to earth, and they're a little bit younger than me too, which um, most of my friends have been usually my age or a little bit older, um, and so it's funny because like ego is like. Mm, damn, there's all these, like, young kids, and, like, they're they're doing really cool stuff, and it's, like, uh, you know, your ego wants to be, like, you don't need to, to, like, learn from them. Like, you can show them stuff or whatever. But it's, like, nah, like, drop that out and, like, just learn from everyone. And so I think that's been the best part, and, like, they're just so genuine and so creative and just themselves and not scared to connect. And they have a lot of friends, too, um, who are kind of on the same vibe. And I think just, like, us connecting and then it just kind of bridged the gap on some stuff and like that's how that whole thing happened and I mean they they helped me with a ton I mean they let me 
host a listening party at their house mm. and they pitched in for stuff um very collaborative and like not just like yeah terrence like you can do whatever but we're over here it's like they they helped out with whatever and how old were they most of them are like 21 to 23 okay in that so yeah okay yeah but yeah it's cool to see how that happened so they're the homies we're tight that's dope. Um, going back to like design and everything, you got your own clothing brand. Yeah. Humble Days. Humble Days. Could you talk to talk to us a little bit about that and like what the future of that is? If you have anything in store. Yeah. So I don't know about the future. I don't know if there will be a future. <laughs> um, there'll be a little bit of a future, but I've kind of started. So I started that in, in uh, the same time that I started making music, which was like 2014. Um, I was a senior in high school and it's pretty much like it and music Humble Days and and my music my artistry has like grown together at the same pace kind of right there alongside each other and that's something that's really cool to see and it's really special to me but you know like just going through phases of life again um and like learning you just realize like what you stuff that you thought was cool isn't cool to you anymore or isn't it just doesn't mean the same things it just doesn't hit um and that's beautiful but also like when you give a name to something you know that name's kind of there so um humble days basically i chose the name because i kind of grew up being taught to be very humble um but i realized that i kind of was like too humble and i didn't have you know i kind of had to learn like you wouldn't give yourself credit for anything yeah just like too humble like that and you know i didn't really um like when people were like overly confident because i thought it was or maybe let's say like confidence in general like i had some confidence but i think i would look at other people and think that they were just, um, you know, self-centered and arrogant, sometimes not knowing that, yo, that's just an insecurity that I had because I didn't know I didn't know how to be that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I came up with like, know your worth, remain humble. So it was like, okay, you gotta you gotta be you, have that confidence, um, but not be over arrogant. Um, so that phrase, know your worth, remain humble really balance that out and i mean that still stands today but i i kind of have some other plans for it because i haven't kept it super consistent um and you know so i've lost some traction with it which is totally fine um because i'm not attached to it um i just think it's a cool i think it would be selfish to just keep something going for the sole fact of like I made this and I can't let it die. Like, if mm. you feel different, it's okay. Like, let it go. Mm. Like, it's just a piece of, of life. Like, if you really, truly believe in something else, go to that thing and it'll happen. Like, it'll, it'll happen how it's supposed to. So, yeah, I don't know exactly what... Um, this could be the last piece of, like, collaborative Humble Days clothing. Um, Do you still see, so like... So, buy one now. No. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll throw in a like purchase link in the in the description of the video for sure. Um, yes. What's what's the stock on these still? 
You still got some? I still got some. Okay. Yeah. I still got a few. I have quite a bit of larges. And then I have like a few smalls and mediums. So. Yeah, for sure. Going off of what you just said, you seem like you have a like high sense of self-awareness. Where does that come from? Like, do you practice anything or? I. I practice like. I practice everything now. <laughs> um, I think that's something that's always been in me. It has, but I do. So Dally, y'all know Dally. Yeah. Um, that's like literally my brother, brother, and he is the same way and is a very in-depthful thinker, and so. Basically, saying when when we started getting to know each other. We've known each other for about five or six years. But basically, um, I think he kind of helped bring that out of me a bit more of like realizing that this is kind of how I am, like um, self-aware and like really exploring it more because that's how he is. And that's like most of the conversations we have are like that. Um, the And that's why we're so connected. But yeah. All that being said, that is a big thing for me and in, in like the reflecting, I think I reflect all the time and in any situation I think about most things in that situation. Um and and that helps strengthen that. But that's something that I've always done. Um but I do think that I do have like a morning routine and um try to have like a nightly routine and that's like journaling, meditating, um drinking water stretching and i think all those things combined really help the mental to um concentrate be able to focus and be able to free up space and let um those feelings become more apparent and uh just so you have more i guess self-awareness and awareness in general about yourself and just what you feel and what's around you um so yeah but i also I think I've kind of had to tone down, like with being self-aware, I think sometimes comes with you thinking about things too much, like we were talking about. So, you know, just like being in public, I've had struggled with some social anxiety um, in the past and still do sometimes, um, but it's gotten better the more I've like, cause since I wanted, since I felt aware, I wanted to like, I was being, almost like trying to be too aware, like looking at everything too much, mm -hmm. like taking it way too much and being like, and feeling it all. And you know, that just makes you think about things when you should just like, yo, decompress, be in the moment, you know, cause your subconscious is taking in so much already. So like, I feel like what you need to be aware, aware about, you will be um, when, it, when you need to be. Um, and then if you choose to dwell on something more than, you know, that's that, but yeah so it's kind of like that learning how to control it have you ever had sense. to like like battle any of the self-awareness or possibly any sort of like insecurity whenever you're releasing music because i feel like something that people don't really talk about for especially for people that are like feelers or empathetic um it can kind of be like releasing music especially when it's personal it's a very vulnerable kind of place to be mm -hmm. so have you ever had to like work through any of your own kind of vulnerabilities to you know put your best foot forward musically and present yourself as like terrence 615 
Yeah, most definitely. I think, um, you know, learning how to tap into the music, that musical part of me, putting the feelings with matching the, the emotions with the music, um, that, I don't know, this is kind of weird because, like, in a sense, when I first started making music, it wasn't, it was really just to make music, and then over time, it progressed into, like, deeper feelings and um, working through my feelings and just, like, showing a different side of me uh but i know when i first started making music up until a certain point it was always like i mean very insecure to show people stuff and like wouldn't want to sing my stuff um and definitely not in front of people um and uh i think showing deeper sides of you is more vulnerable but when you connect with it more it makes it easier for you to be more natural because you actually connect with it so it actually makes it better and you have less anxiety because you don't have to think about you don't have to be like oh how do i get into this like feeling or like you know if it's if you try to make things as real as they can be and as you as they can be i mean it just makes sense that you that's you so you just just flows out it just flows out yeah. um and that's one thing also about performing is like dude i i never wanted to perform like i used to be scared mm. and i did not i was just like i'm gonna make music but i'm like never gonna perform or anything you know that was what was in my head and then i think in like 2000 maybe 17 i did my first show and then you know i had the vo the, the vocal track over it um which is also something like I don't think just just because you have the vocal track over it doesn't mean you're like cheating or bad bad performer like um it just whatever the mood is and the energy of like your fan base and what you're trying to do like whatever that should that should be it um but for me you know now I like Fast forward to now, I don't really use vocal tracks anymore. Like, I don't use the whole vocal track. You know, like, you do my performance copies of a lot of stuff, and it's, like, you'll leave, like, a, a harmony on a chorus and, maybe and like, the ad-libs on a verse and, like, maybe a disharmony part of a verse, and that helps add to, like, everything. And I do use a vo vocal box sometimes, too, well, most of the time, which is really fun. Um, but, yeah, once I started connecting with my songs more, I'm, like... Hell yeah, I love performing. Yeah. You know? Have you, so it, have you uh performed with a band yet? Uh not a full band. Mm. I've done some acoustic stuff, mm -hmm. which is fun as well. But not a full band. And I don't know if I want to. Like I was going to, but now it's like um I feel like it'd be like depending on the song, right? Depending on the song. Yeah, I, I guess. I think it'd work. Yeah. I'd like it. But so you said that once you kind of grew into your own music mm. and it started to like resonate with you more, that's whenever you started wanting you enjoyed performing more. Yes, mm. most definitely. It helped a lot. And then, you know, kind of just thinking about the performance aspect when you're making a song, too. Yeah. Not like overthinking it and making it be like the main thing. But I mean, it definitely helps yeah. when you have that perspective. Man, yeah. but speaking of performing, I got a little anecdote just based off my own life experience that happened recently. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, 
I'll give a little Cheers. context. I hate being on stage. I hate it. Yeah. Um, and it comes from, I think it comes from uh, my seventh grade Christmas play. I forgot my lines and I just ad-libbed something. And I got through it fine. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty good on my feet. Uh-huh. And so I got through it fine. I'm like, I was panicking, but I'm like, no, okay, I covered. I'm good. And then the dude that was in the scene with me was like, man, you should, on stage, he's like, you should really practice your lines more. <laughs> I'm like... Like, All right, and oh. then I said after that, I'm like, I'm never getting on stage it's again, like, and I have not been on stage until last Saturday night when I did my first DJ gig. Whoa! And yeah, I so, know you're doing that. Yeah, and so it's been a it was one of my like 2022 goals. I'm like, I want to kind of I, I like DJing. Yeah. Um, I've I mean I love music. I love sharing music with people. Mm-hmm. It's always been like I've always been the guy to try to make playlists for people. Yeah. Um, because I just love like the experience of it and how you can tell a story with mm-hmm. songs. Um. But I thought I had everything planned out for the last, like, week and a half. I've been working on my set. It's a three-hour set. Yeah. Working on my set, working on everything. And I'm like, okay, cool. And so I go unprepared. Uh, I'm super nervous. Like, my hands are just, like, <laughs> I'm the type of, like, whenever I get nervous, my hands just, like, seize up. Like, really? Yeah, I just have to, like, stretch my fingers. Yeah. I'm not sure why. Um, but, yeah, so I was, like, panicking. I wasn't panicking. But I was very nervous about the set. Uh-huh. So I get into it, kind of get in my groove. I'm like, okay, everything's going good. You know, people are feeling it. People are feeling it. Mm-hmm. And I play a song. And I just hear, skip, in the bag. And people are like, no, like, they were not feeling it at no all. Way. And so I'm like, okay. And so I play another song. And they're like, dancing to it. Okay, whatever. Next song, go to, skip. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, You're like <laughs> bro, I'm like, my heart's racing. I'm like, I'm about to strike out right now, man. I'm already two strikes down. Like, this is not good. And so I'm kind of just like playing it, playing it, whatever. And so it's going smoothly and, you know, people are enjoying it. But I feel like it was in that moment of hearing like the like slight booze and like the skip of people. Because ultimately, like, I feel like as a DJ and you can you can like attest to this as a DJ, you're really only as good as your song selection. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I'm like sitting there like, dude, I suck. And so I'm getting in my head and everything. Man. And I'm panicking. I'm like, I'm 30 minutes into this set and I have another two and a half hours. And I'm sitting there like, all right. So I just play like a few certified things that'll like go over well, which are always the most unsuspecting songs. uh Parting the USA by Miley Cyrus. (laughs) Everybody loves that song. It's just like, boom. They don't think about it. Yeah, they like, if you play that song, like after a bad set, you're good. People people love that song. But I just like remembered like, man, this is why I hate like performing. Mm -hmm. But then after I'm like, okay, so I could do that. I'm like, I felt good afterward. I'm like, okay, you know, I feel like I got through it fine. I knew a few people there, and they said that, like, yeah, like, it was a really good set. They really enjoyed it. I'm like, okay, cool. Because, I mean, really, it was maybe two or three songs out of three hours of music that they were, like, not feeling. Uh-huh. So, I feel like, you know, the ratio yeah, is pretty like, good. Yeah, like, that's really good. Yeah. Um, and so, I feel like I was being a little bit too hard on myself. Yeah. Someone's always going to not like any yeah, song. Bro, that's the thing. That's true. Okay, so, that's the thing. And if they Because yeah. I'm like... It was a predominantly white crowd, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, if I play Mr. Bright Sides by the Killers, they're going to love they're this They're going to love it. Played it. Everyone's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then the few, like, kids, like, there was some, like, these two girls that were not white <laughs> sitting in the front of the stage. And they weren't. And they were not feeling it at all. <laughs> and I'm like. You can't please everybody. Yeah, you exactly. can't please everybody. And so I'm like, I got to include them. And so I'm just like, okay. What, what what do I think they're like? I just went to Back in Blood by Pooh Shiesty. They were turning up, and then all these white kids were like, uh, <laughs> they, they, a few of them knew they it. Were yeah, like, so what? Like, it was just kind of one of those things where I feel like as a DJ, if you're like kind of more genre specific, you can kind of know what you're getting into. Mm. But having to like serve a more diverse crowd, that was that was a challenge that I was, I guess, like I, I kind of anticipated but wasn't totally ready for. Needless to say, it was a learning experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
but yeah, super grateful for the opportunity. And now I know, like, if I did do it again, I'm sure it'd go perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah. That's interesting. That's mm -hmm. interesting. But it was like you were like, it wasn't that bad. Like it felt bad in the moment, those yeah, times. It felt but then after it's like, the moment. right. Yeah, and I've been there too. And that's the afterthought coming in. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, mm. it's <laughs> like, oh, I got that juice. I can, I can, before that juice runs out, I need to go do it again, so I mm. can keep filling this juice up. And then yeah. that juice turns into like, what does it turn into? I don't know. Energy. It just goes into. Raw energy. <laughs> <laughs> just always had that juice pack on you. <laughs> but um, I guess the biggest thing I learned from that experience, and then this is something I want to ask you, is like the power of saying yes, because I feel like. Maybe me a year ago, two years ago, would never have taken Saying that. Saying yes, wow. What I would never have taken that because I'm like something. My two goals. Well, I have I have a few kind of loose goals. I have like some music goals, personal goals. I have very few personal goals this year because mm -hmm. I feel like goals are something that I'm never able to maintain. So mm -hmm. I try to set like weekly goals or whatever. But it's more Just like a mantra. It it's more like a mantra. Yeah. This year, mm -hmm. and that is to fail because I feel like I've not failed enough that's to like be epic. as successful as I want to be. You know, so that's like my goal is to fail. We are some failures. Yeah, I want to be a failure, and so that way, twenty twenty three, I can be. A because winner. fails are literally L's. Like that's they the, just that's don't the feel only good. way you can learn. They're like, L's that don't feel good. For sure. In the moment. For sure. I mean, they're W's that don't feel good. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. They're W's that don't feel good yeah. in the moment. Yeah. Um, because I feel like if you take an L, and then reflect on it a little bit, put it in front of a, a reflection, you got a little W. Just, just does it. That's um, life. But, uh, yeah, uh, the power of saying yes, because that's something I've, the past few nights I've said yes to some things that I felt like I would have been too scared to say yes mm -hmm. to in the past. And I've, like, learned so much from it. And it's uh, really kind of, like, shaped my mental kind of going into, like, this next uh, February. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll see, like, what the rest of 22 has in store. But what's been, like, a moment in time that you could recall where, like, saying yes may have made like a major difference in in your life and your story saying yes obviously to performing mm. when i wanted to say no i think i said no at first <laughs> i think dallas maybe talked me into it but um man saying yes to saying yes to listening to like my heart and my mm. feelings of direction even when it didn't make the most logical sense um and especially spe specifically i think just leaving the job that i was at and i'm not trying to say like leave that nine to five <laughs> you know that's not it because it's not like that like i mean some people are cool with the nine to five they might not necessarily like it like it's the best thing but they're not cool with having to do other things on their own or being an entrepreneur type stuff which mm. we need every we need balance in the world like that's just how it is yeah. um so i'm never gonna like that's why sometimes it's hard for me to pick sides but anyway um that's another topic but um yeah just like you know I just knew that the opportunity, just putting myself in a different situation would just I mean it's different variables. So and I just needed I knew I needed to do that. So yeah, that that was a big yes for me. Um that really helped and, and shaped itself. Yeah, yes. 
How, what would you say, say about yes that? to the dress. Say um, yes to the dress. <laughs> when I think about the power of saying yes, I can go off of what he said with the nine to five thing. Sometimes you do have to say yes if you have that entrepreneur mindset. And yeah, just ditch the nine to five. I mean, yeah, out. saying yes is also saying no. Yeah, You're just yeah, it saying is. No. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But that's like following yourself. I had to do that at one point. Just follow my heart and just say, all right. Yeah, I'm done with it. I'm gonna go for this now. Yeah, you're then, really doing it. It, yeah. it worked out really you, well. The, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're a prime yeah. example. But yeah, that's, man, that's something I've been reflecting on is power saying yes. I'm trying to explore that more this year. Yeah, but sure. with that too, and with like your case, can't say yes. Sometimes you can't say yes too much because you overwhelm yourself. Yeah, yeah, and I've definitely right. been there before because I am the type to try to help like all of my artists that i work with i try mm-hmm. to help all of them reach their goals so i'll say yes to this artist yes to that artist yes to this artist all of a sudden i have this long list of stuff to do mm. so you have to be careful and i guess that's working on time management as well but still you can have too much to even manage yeah. at times so I've definitely you have to be there. careful with saying yes yeah because wanting to help people yeah. it's like a good trait but also yeah, if you, it can be, it's it can be bad too sometimes. It's that like, you just get overwhelmed. Balancing act of like being a good, reliable person saying yes and then being a pushover. Because I don't, yes. I never want to be perceived as a pushover. Yeah. Right. But I'll definitely like, I easily overextend myself. Yeah. Um, Same, I've done that for sure. How do, how do you like typically go about kind of balancing that? Like, how to, like, if we were to go inside your kind of well, framework of that, I've learned to say no. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's like, honestly, I tell that to a lot of people, especially, um, I don't know, whenever people ask me, like, how I got into something, and um, I specifically remember, you know, because I didn't grow up, my, my parents weren't entrepreneurs or anything, so... When I first realized that, like, all right, what I'm kind of doing is mostly up to me, at least to get started. Um, I have to do something every day to push this forward. So I have to change up my daily routine. And that's going to involve saying no to, like, people to hang out or, like, just things that don't really forward that. Um, and then just like carrying that on and making my nose stronger and stronger. And of course there's times where it's like, you know, it's, it's harder to say no in other situations. Um, but yeah, just, um, saying, I don't know what I'm saying at the moment. <laughs> I got lost in the nose. Just to say no. But yeah, it really helps cause, uh, I've overextended too and like been a little too nice sometimes I'm just like yeah I can help or like yeah I can do this or not saying no because I didn't want to hurt like my homie's feelings or something like that but then it's like all right but if you say no and it really hurts that person's feelings like do, are they really like are y'all really that cool like if mm. they don't understand that you're trying to work on this stuff and um it really comes down to like the the um what you value and what your your intentions are at that um, at that point, because it's like like don't get mad because I'm trying to work on me. Like you know where we stand already. Uh, so like even if even if I'm out here trying to do this stuff for like 
I don't hit you up in like a month. Like, I don't know. Everyone has a different relationship. Um, but yeah, type of stuff like that. Uh, I had to just realize like, yeah, you got to be a little selfish, you know, sometimes in that regard. And then I don't get mad at people for saying no. Like, mm. cause you can't do that. Yeah. It's like, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Go do your thing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Do you, uh, you have any appearances or performances coming up in the near future? Uh, this is actually my first appearance of 2021 or at the cabin. 22. So 22. 22. Oh, man. <laughs> I've been uh, lost in yesterday way too much. Ooh, <laughs> there you go. Okay. It's 2022, but no, I don't have any shows lined up at the moment. I'm just kind of waiting on something to happen and working on working on more music and kind of I might be planning a little something but it's not it's not in any kind of works yet mm. performance wise but yeah do you have any uh personal or career goals going into 2022 anything you're trying to work on I do um last year my like one of my main like mantras or goals was like love myself 100% no matter what and that's really really that went well um you know you're always gonna have insecurities and stuff but there's a certain base base I was trying to get to I think I got there um which feels great and then this year it's kind of like keep that same energy and um just believe believe 100 percent 110 percent even if it's a little naive at times because i would rather believe and and look back and be like mm, like you thought you could do that and like that didn't really happen but like wow you you did believe though <laughs> versus you know not believing and being like well we'll never know mm. you know uh i guess we'll never know kanye but um <laughs> yeah so that's like my main things for for this year it's just to believe because uh, I've always believed in myself, but I think there's a certain type of belief that you have to have to really reach certain um, certain levels, depending on what you want again. Um, and so I'm just trying to go further into that and trust God, you know, trust, sure. trust uh, that that um, that thing that's beyond you, mm. you know. Because it's, it's not just you. Mm. Whatever you believe, but that's what I believe. So, whether it's God or whatever, but yeah, something else. <laughs> well, uh, AAA is out streaming everywhere. Go check it out. Hey. We got something? Go yeah. ahead. Anybody, I know you said you're selective about who you're trying to work with, but is there anybody that kind of comes to mind who you're trying to work with or link up this year? Dude, I... Me and Rin are definitely gonna work together. Mm. Um, so she just did a song with Hunter, right? Who did she do a song? I don't think she did a song with Hunter. Um, Hunter did release a song. Oh, okay. And it's good. I love that song. Yeah, but she's about to release an EP though, so, so that's she's coming. Working on that with Zach, right? Yeah, she's working on it with Zach. That's dope. Um, and I'm working on some of the visuals and stuff with her, which is fun. But me and Rin are definitely gonna do something. I would love to work with Savvy. We've talked about it in the past. We're not like close or anything, um, but that would be cool if that happened um, and it was right. There's not really 
any other artists like i could probably think of them for sure mm. but like i said since since my mind frame just isn't there um no one is like pops up pops up but i was i knew you were gonna ask that question and i probably wouldn't have been able to really think of anybody but i was looking through my spotify because i'm such a person that's like it's so hard for me to like remember names and like i just like again it's hard for me to like really really have like favorites of things mm. it's always changing but forever friday oh, i always dude. loved his music and it's just like it's just a vibe and oh. it fits what i'm going for more and uh, like i would that'd be cool i got some forever friday type beats i was just in toronto not too long ago and like the whole music scene up there is crazy so i different. feel like you would fit in very well in toronto Bro. just as far as like how that's funny that you say that yeah like uh i think i can't remember if he's from like scarborough or like a suburb but Everyone's super hot on Forever Friday yeah. in uh, Toronto because they're like, oh yeah, that's our boy, you know. So yeah, everyone's yeah. like repping really hard. That's tight. They'll for sure like stand behind their own, which is super cool to see. Um, but yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Something else that just popped up into my head. Um, follow you on TikTok. I've been keeping up with everything, <laughs> right? Uh, you've been teasing a song. You talk. Yes. Want to tell us a little bit about that? Okay, so I have been teasing the song called utah it's me and uh it, it's something that me and zach worked on um was it something that didn't make the ep no actually we started we worked on it after the okay. ep and i was like oh like this is cool mm. this is kind of a little different but still in pocket and uh yeah i teased that on socials a little bit and that kind of went uh it didn't go like crazy but i got a lot of reaction out of it um and i don't know if i've gotten like that much reaction out of something before so that was cool um so i am gonna drop that but i actually i'm dropping a song called future ops which ops is opportunities in this mm. case um <laughs> uh so yeah i'm dropping that one next and um i've been teasing date? that one a lot more too i'm trying to shoot for february like 10th or 11th Ooh, um exclusive kevin kickback exclusive yeah, let's go but uh that's gonna be the next one it's a song that i did um out in la like last it might have been like march or april and then i um uh, i've just had it been sitting on it but it's always been like every time i come back to it it's like oh that's it and uh so got my boy edsel edsel holden shout out to him he's mixing it um he's a sound god but yeah that's coming next first song of 2022 wow. so Dude, and then I guess last question real quick. Do you, you mentioned going out and writing in LA before. Do you find yourself getting into a different, like, mindset whenever you're out there versus, like, how you kind of write in Nashville? In, in a way, I don't really, it's not really different. Nothing changes except just, like, the feeling mm -hmm. or the, um, just, like, the inspiration, I guess, because I'm in a different place, but I still go to the same place that i always go to mm. um but it definitely brings about a different energy i guess yeah so yeah yeah i was in california in may and carlsbad which is like i guess an hour south of like la mm -hmm. and i just like a bunch of like california music just started to make sense in that moment because like the air there's a little bit different it's just yeah. like the weather there's crazy mm -hmm. it's but yeah, I found I'm like, if I were to like kind of stay here and like soak this up, I felt like I could make something super dope out of it. Yeah. So that's why I was kind of curious about that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I could see that too. And it does have like, 
like what you're just saying about Toronto was mm. interesting because lately I've just been wanting to make stuff at night or like stuff that you would listen to at night driving or like um in colder weather but still just like at night in general and then because uh, it just matches like really what I think I've always felt and just kind of been trying to find more um kind of like with let it go and like those few songs are in that pocket mm. but like forever friday party next door roy woods drake like their music all has that like it's like something it's like nighttime slightly hints of like tropical just because of like the island influence in yeah Toronto. yeah but it's like it's just like a vibe that's how the only way i can describe mm-hmm. it which and, like i've heard i've probably heard that word more in toronto than i've like ever heard it was just like oh it's just like a vibe you know yeah it's just vibes man it, it like, makes sense but yeah and then i heard drake on the interview being like i just want to make music that like sounds like toronto at night mm-hmm. and i was like okay toronto at night does okay that makes sense that. yeah that, like i've never been but i understand kind of in a way i was just like walking through this park listening to drake funny enough i just look up and see the cn tower i'm like this a vibe <laughs> this a vibe <laughs> i get it i get it well, i, I get found it, the no. key to life mm. <laughs> But well, yeah. Terrence, we appreciate we appreciate you uh, appreciate you coming to the cabin as usual. Yes. Make sure y'all check out his stuff. It's been the cabin kickback. Thank you. Deuces.